Welcome to Chronicles Abroad presenting Global Grind, a four-part series where we discuss practical steps to get you started working abroad. So let's get to it with our guest host, Parshel Tashi. Welcome back to Global Grind. I'm Francis. And I'm Nubia. And today we are talking with Parshel Tashi. She is an industry expert for the day. Well, for the season, actually. <laughs> she is a video marketing expert, and she's going to share with us why it's important to do video, how to do video the best that you can, and why it's important for your brand, your business, and even if you want to do it personally or as a hobby. So welcome, Parshel, and thank you for joining us for Global Grind. Hey, guys. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. We're excited to have you. So you are going to teach us how to use the magic of video to expand your business in 2020. We all know social media is huge. It's actually like a great way to advertise your business and your brand and yourself, right? Which you are your brand. So utilizing video techniques in order to be better. And I think it's important. It's something that we don't do enough of, right? I don't like being in front of the video. So it's kind of like I'm interested in learning a little bit more about the importance of video today. So I'm gonna give you the floor and we are now your audience. Take over, my dear. Awesome, awesome. Well, like I said, I'm super excited to be with you guys. The Really, the, the bulk of what I wanna share and get across to everyone is that no matter what stage you are in your business, video will absolutely impact you and impact your life. And if you don't remember anything else that's shared through the lessons that are coming forward, know that you're good enough to be on camera and that once you do it, just with a plan that you can be and see some really impactful results in your business. Trust this lady because her videos are just awesome. They're really awesome. You really know how to really connect well with the audience and your content and even just the position of the camera and how you utilize the captions and everything else. So um, I'm really excited to hear what you got to say. Absolutely. And they're short videos too, which is great. The one thing I do notice about the videos that you've been releasing and we'll put some links or put some actual some clips in the show notes. But the great thing about your videos is even within that little amount of time, you get good gems, like good information, you know, and they're not long drawn out videos. They're right to the point. They're clear, they're crisp. And, you know, you're able to convey whatever the message is in that short amount of time. And I just think it's awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. That's really, really good feedback, which is uh, one of the things that's awesome too about video today is that you can get feedback. You can get really good data to clarify if you are tracking correctly or not when it comes to your audience, right? There has to be a connection there. So you want to be able to connect with them and it's easy to tell if you're not. Yeah, it really is. Like you said, you get that immediate feedback. So tell us why is video so important now based on your experience over the years? Yeah, I mean, video is huge. I think it's really changed how we relate to each other, how we consume information, um, and even how we spend money, particularly for businesses as well. It's that much more of a change of landscape and how it kind of levels that playing field, right? So now the small business owner can be just as effective as Coca-Cola or Pepsi when it comes to sharing the message of who they are and nothing can do it better than video. I think that 
most of us understand and can see why why video is important. Um, clearly, if you get online right now and you go on social media, you're going to see video. Um, the stats are crazy in terms of how many people consume video every week and every day. I think it's 78% of people uh, watch videos online every week and 55% view videos every day. <laughs> the question in mind here is where where is your business, where is your brand in line with sort of the activity that's already happening? People are already consuming video. Is yours one of them, right? And that small section of the world that would be interested in what you have to talk about, how are you engaging with them and how are you finding them? And now, like I said, with today's playing field, literally a business can advertise or have their message be shown for as little as a dollar a day compared to if you wanted to do a 30 second Super Bowl commercial ad, how much that would be? I mean, do you guys know how much that would be? Millions, gazillion, billion dollars. More than what we got now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the same brands that we usually see, sometimes we see new ones, but every time somebody puts up a Super Bowl commercial, yeah, they're paying millions of dollars. And for 2020, that number is at 5.6 million. Jesus. Is that even worth it? Is that like, what's the return of an investment on that? The return is huge, even if they make, and that's the thing with advertising, right? Even if you make 20% back, 30% back of what you put in, that's a damn good investment because I can't get that put in my savings account. So... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get that type of return. So that's just like, again, the power was there today. And you can do the same thing with $1, right? Um, Billy Jean is one of my favorite uh, marketers that I learned from. And he always talks about how he got obsessed with how to take $1 and turn it into three. And that's what he did. And with social media, with Facebook, you can do the same thing with advertisement. But again, too, with content, if you have a brand and you're trying to share information, that's one of the best ways to get it to your audience that much quicker. So if you are someone who wants to be in touch with mothers who are in the state of Washington. Like literally you can do that and spend a dollar and reach those people. So that's kind of the power that we have right now as small business owners in the landscape. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you think about it, video helps to build trust. So it's like, if you're not doing a little bit of video, even if it's just like once a month, just showing your face to your audience, that's how they get to trust you. That's how they get to see your personality. And that's how you can, you know, make some sales or whatever it is you're trying to convert. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing too. Relationship is everything. Business is about people. You can't have a business, you know, without people. You got you, you're a person, you got your clients, you have your team, right? You have other support, other networks. Like it's all about um, really connecting and building those relationships. And video really does help you to do that. Think if, if there's a, a barber number one, barber number two, barber number one, he just cuts hair, does this thing. Barber number two actually records and talks about some of his techniques. And like, he's just showing that, you know, and maybe chatting it up with the guys in the barbershop. Which barber do you think is going to be more successful? Barber showing his personality and shooting shop with, you know, with his clients. Exactly. He can build a relationship with people literally around the clock. Mm -hmm. For every video he has uploaded, somebody can be connected with his personality or a viewpoint or his style or whatever, literally while he's asleep. You know what I mean? While he's doing something else, each of those pieces of content he has on there are all gathering attention and building more awareness for his brand. So, yeah. It's huge. Well, as an entrepreneur and, you know, um, an owner of a small business, what used to run in my mind was not having enough money, right, to get the top 
videos, right? Because it does take decent equipment to get a decent looking video. However, I have looked online and seen videos that I was like, damn, it wasn't the best video, but at least they're doing it. Yeah. Let me let me tell you, when I when I first started learning and consuming content when it came to being in business, learning how to do proposals, building an agency, there was a guy I listened to and I would watch his videos. And after a while, I couldn't like I had to like not watch his videos, but I was still listening to them because they were so horribly shot. I swear to you, he looked like a hostage, you know, like a hostage video video or whatever. Like it was horrible. <laughs> But I kept listening. I kept watching. So the lesson in that is that if you are coming from a place of helping, like it doesn't matter. For example, if I had the winning lotto numbers, right? What is, I don't know what the lotto is right now, but if I had the winning lotto numbers, would you care if I had written those numbers on a napkin with crayon versus a nice portfolio from Office Max with the nice laminated pages and then I printed it up and it was beautiful. Just right? give me and the my numbers. Logo. <laughs> exactly. Just give me the numbers. <laughs> Just give me the numbers. So one of the hurdles, which I, I'll talk about as we kind of go through our lessons, is how to overcome those barriers. Because I'm telling you, it's not about why video is important. I think we already have what we need to be effective on video. It's just the what and the how that trips us up, right? What do I do? What do I say? What do I do with my hands? Um, What social media platform do I focus on? And then the hows, right? How do I actually capture this? How do I do it perfect? How do I get the right team? How do I get it online? Like, those are the things that I think, you know, require us to really, really push for what's the most important, you know, step towards getting on video and getting comfortable. So the importance is just getting the message out there, right? That's going to be the number one thing is not to overthink. Because I think a lot of us overthink whether or not it's good enough, the quality. It's almost just like starting us your business, right? And you're putting all this time and energy into a website. Yeah. And it's just important that you shift that shift that focus to what it is that you have to say, Got what it, it is that you have to share. And how that makes you feel. If your audience doesn't feel anything from what you have to say, nothing will happen. Makes I think sense. That's, that's the same thing. Whatever the inner, whatever it is that the focus of what you want to say, you feel that excitement first, and then you translate it. That's really the the gift. The video is just a tool to capture that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you can do the same thing on stage. You can do the same thing in front of a small group of people. Yeah. You know, in a living room, right? It's about how do we take our message to the next level? And video is just the amplifier yeah. of that. It's just a tool. But the main focus, if you can get really good at how you are delivering, how you're showing up on camera, that's most important. Done is better than perfect. And I think if you look back at all the big video marketers like Gary Vee and all of them, if you go back and look at their old, old videos, it wasn't that great, you know, but it's with time and progress and consistency that you do become better, you become more comfortable, then you find your wave, you find your rhythm, and then you can connect to the, you know, more, you know, better equipment and all that other stuff. But it's just, you just got to get it out there. And no, like Nubia said, don't think about it too much. Every week, Chronicles Abroad brings you incredible stories of people who have moved their lives and careers to every corner of the globe. Now, our Global Grind series is taking you step-by-step through the process of creating an international life for yourself. So we're providing practical advice, resources, and call to actions to support you as you begin your international journey. Absolutely. And on top of that, they make it so much 
easy for so much easier for us to do, right? That Instagram videos, the Facebook lives and all of that stuff. I think before a few years back, all we had was what was that? Um, Periscope is a Periscope. Was that mm-hmm. the biggest video platform or whatever? And then YouTube came out, of course. But YouTube seemed very convoluted because you had to record you had, and then you had to upload and then you had to do all this stuff where now it's just a push of a button. You literally have your phone push a button and you can record and it goes straight to your feed. One thing I notice is I get a lot more traction on my stories, you know, and it could be in the stories of what, 12, I think it's like 11 to 12, um, not minutes. What am I trying to say? 15 second clips. Is it 15 seconds or 12 seconds? 15 seconds. Yeah. So people's attention spans usually last within those 10, like first, what do they say? First eight seconds and you have to capture their attention. So you either say or do something that captures them to want, want them to be able to see more or hear more or something like that. Stop me if I'm making no sense, but <laughs> you basically got to capture people in the first 10 seconds. Yeah. I mean, attention, attention really is the new currency. I heard, um, I'm trying to remember who actually stated that, but it's it's really stuck with me. Attention is the new currency. How you earn it, how you keep it, how you utilize it. Attention is like everything. Because wherever you're spending your attention is where you're getting the information. And from the information, you're going to make decisions. And then from those decisions, you know what I mean? You're going to spend money or you're going to make some difference or change that, that you have in your life. It's also how you keep having them come back. You know, you could do one great video and then people are waiting, but then you never do another video again. And they're like, oh, and then they lose interest. So it's like, how do you keep them coming back? Right, right. So that's that's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about, too, in the different lessons. So the first lesson is going to be around really defining your vision and being specific about what you want to do. Because just because somebody else is doing things every day and they got this whole elaborate thing doesn't mean that that's necessary for you, for your vision and for your goals. So that's the first thing that we'll dive into. And then the next lesson will go into those barriers, those things that come up that prevent us from doing what is so simple. Right. A good entry into not allowing yourself to pay attention to what everybody else is doing, right? Because that ends up keeping you stuck, keeping you stagnant because you feel like you have to do it on the same level as that person. So let's let's now walk through that really quickly. Would you recommend people to just do the videos or would you recommend actually sitting back and creating like a plan, a timeline, looking at the time you should post, looking at how you should put like, you know, your background. I know we said having the information is better than, you know, being perfect with everything else. But would you totally give somebody the advice to take the time out and plan it before just kind of jumping in? Or would you say jump in and then learn how to swim as you go along? Yeah, it's a little bit of a combination of both in terms of don't overthink it, definitely jump in, but also have a plan and know what it is that you're trying to achieve, what it is that you want to do. Because in other words, how do you know that you won? How do you know you got there? How do you know that this did something for you or your business if you didn't set that intention from the beginning? I like to start there because, yeah, there are so many strategies. There's so many different things different business businesses can do, but not not every single strategy or what you see online being done will make sense for you. You know, and, and, and I know that's difficult to hear because we see some of the same patterns with other people, but they're just implementing a strategy. And in, in most cases, they're doing it at a level that their business is able to support as well. Right. So I think that has to be part of that um, the understanding as well, because if you do try to be like everybody else, let's talk about the other side of that. If you do try to do it, what everybody else is doing, you might get super, uh, I don't know, disengaged with it, you know, because it becomes something else. It becomes stressful. 
And, and in some cases, when you do put it out and you don't really have that intention behind it, you can drown in all the noise of mm-hmm. the other people saying all the same stuff. It's like so, what makes you unique. Yeah. I mean, there are literally 300 hours of video that's uploaded to YouTube alone every minute of the day. 300 hours of content that's going online to this expansive thing called the internet with so much out there. That's why I said, no wonder why they say that attention is a new currency because there's so much, you know, so much competing noise for, you know, for, for our messages these days. That's why, again, I, I say to kind of go back to your intention and, you know, define what your vision is that you want to see happen. And that can happen regardless of whatever budget you have too. So you don't have to be held up by that. You can still produce and share quality messaging without needing a million dollars you know you can have zero dollars and swipe out your phone right now and get started you know what i mean yeah and i also want people to not get discouraged by the idea of like the 300 hours thing because at the end of the day you are you and no one else has what you got so put it out there it's like dating you know what i mean everybody has somebody for somebody so don't worry about whether or not you're you're gonna get specifically drawn but if you're being authentic and if you're authentically sharing your message, that's going to draw people in. Always, every single time. The intention is is everything. I mean, to me, video is just a tool to amplify that, like I said before. If you have an intention of helping people, helping change other people's lives because yours, you know, because yours was changed by your experience or what you know how to do, then video is only a tool. It's just a piece of equipment. It's just a thing. It's just uh, it's just something to use to help get your message out there and to get that intention spread further. Because I can talk to you guys right now. This is two people, you know, that I'm having a conversation with. But this that we're building right now and recording, this is content. It's the same. It's another way of doing content, right? Yeah. This can be spread and thousands of people can hear our conversation, right? Thousands of people can learn from us now as opposed to me just talking to you. So it's just a tool, you know, and that's the way to see it. Your intentions should remain the same and your focus on what it is that you want to accomplish specifically. So, okay. um, So first goal is define your intentions. Think about what it is that you would like to convey in your messaging to your audience via video. Right. Skip the fluff and the shallow advice. Global Grind provides you with actionable steps so you can start grinding towards your dream of working abroad. And I take a step further back from that as well about you as a person, you as a being that's here, right? So dive into what your vision is for your life. Um, there's some questions that I wrote down that um, I'm going to ask and you know have you guys just to think about, especially the listeners, of course. Um, but these questions will really help you to just to kind of take a step back and say, like, maybe I don't, you know, like you, you might after answering these questions say, you know what, all I got to do is just do a little simple video a week, you know, or all I need to do is this in order to reach my goal. So here are the questions. One is, where do you see yourself in a year, five years, in 10 years, right? Get that vision in your mind. Um, yeah, just get that vision in your mind of what it is. What are you doing, right? What have you accomplished? What are, you know, what's happening? Who's around you in a year, in five years? How has your world changed? You know, just think about those things and you, you might be able to identify and see like, man, okay, in a year, I see myself traveling to another country and living, you know, or I see myself married or I see myself, you know, whatever it could be. It's not just about your, you know, your business and video. To me, everything is all in common. You know, your your life is connected to your business. Your life is connected to your family, you know, all those things. So where do you see yourself in a year or five years? That's the first question. Second question is, why are you in business? Why are you doing this? Why are the you in why? business? The why. The why. The why. And then after you answer that question, Whatever, say, whatever you say back, ask why again. Go deeper. Okay, well, I want to 
Like for me, I, why am I in business? I'm in business because I want to make money, you know, making videos, right? Producing videos. That's my career choice. Well, why? Well, I like being creative and I enjoy connecting with other people. Why? Well, it's about relationships for me. You know, now I'm getting to values. Now I'm getting into something a little bit deeper than just being in business. Play that why game. Go, go as deep as five whys. Go five whys and you're going to get to a place where it just becomes so simple. And for me, some of the things that came up as I got deeper and deeper was to teach. You know, just really simple things will start to get down to. It's like, well, I want to be successful. I want to, you know, whatever it might be, you'll find yourself getting to a place where it's just a little bit deeper and a little bit more simple too. All right. So that's the, so the first question is where you see yourself in one year, five years. Why are you in business is the second question. The third question, who? Who needs to know, like, and trust you? Because in business, I've, you know, of course I've been taught, and it is true, we do business with people that we know, like, and trust, right? But if we flip that question around, we can actually start to control and have the intent of how many people or who needs to know, like, and trust me. Who are those people? Where are they? Right? How can I get them to know me? How can I get them to like me? Is that about thinking about the audience that you're helping, like really trying to define who your audience is? Yep. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of times we want to say everybody, right? (laughs) We're like, but it needs to be narrowed down a lot more to basically that is your niche are those people, the who Mm -hmm. becomes the niche. Yes. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily the what it's the who. Yep. It is. The more specific, the better, just because you're able to just even from a business standpoint, you can have a much more clear path in front of you. For example, if um, let's say that I want to specifically work and change the lives of people who own chihuahuas, you know, in the state of California, I just have a passion for these chihuahua dogs and their owners in the state of California. If I know that I can go online, do some research and see how many chihuahua owners are there in the state of California. And that number might be 20,000 people, right? That's not, that's not, a far-fetched number. It could be 20,000 people, but now I know there's a, an audience of 20,000 people, not a million, not 10 million, not the whole freaking world. <laughs> 20,000 people, who's my audience? How many of those people can I get to know me? Even if my goal is to get 5,000 of them to at least see my face, know me, and know that I'm there to help them with their chihuahuas in the state of California, right? That number might be, like I said, let's say 5,000 people. That's how many people I want to have out of that audience to know me. Now, how can I get them to like me? Usually that's translated with something to help them, right? Giving them some advice about their dog or whatever. So you continue along that process and to get them to trust you, right? Open up a little bit deeper. And so all that, like, essentially that know, like, and trust factor, we'll talk about that in more more depth. And I think it's less than three or four. But that is huge because you can actually have a clear path to how many people do I really need to impact? So out of the 20,000 Chihuahua owners in California, how many of those do I want to be my client and pay me? Right. So now I'm backing up to say, okay, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, you know, selling my whatever to Chihuahua owners to make a hundred thousand dollars, depending on what price point you sell or whatever. You might just need a hundred of those people paying you a thousand bucks for whatever hundred hundred people out of the twenty thousand. So you guys see what I'm saying? It's like a funnel. And as you start to define that and get clear, you get the audience, you know. It's almost like you're just reverse engineering it. So I think we all often get bogged down with so much information, but if you keep it simple and factual and remove, because all of it is comes down to mathematics, right? It's just a numbers game. It's nothing personal. So it's like if you keep it in that projection and you just reverse engineer it, it makes it a lot easier and it's less anxiety provoking if you just do it that way. 
Yeah, because you know your target, you know if you're on track or not, right, uh, according to that plan that you have. So by the end of the year, I want to know 20,000 dog owners. And, you know, you can be that specific, but knowing the who and having it to be more targeted just makes it easier. Um, so that's really, really amazing. Um, and so your that's, message is clearer. Yeah, your message is way clearer. You know who you're talking to, and that's the audience that you care about, you know. There was one guy that I did some uh, video content with when I first got started. And literally, I remember going onto YouTube to kind of check out his stats. And I think he only had like maybe 100 views or something like that. And I initially was pretty disappointed because I was like, dang, I wanted that guy to get thousands. Like, that's what I was thinking. He should have got thousands of views on that video and whatever. So I went and I actually had a conversation with to follow up with him. And he said, yeah, I've had so much, so many meetings set up and traction with my business. And I was like... Like how did he he only had a hundred people watch it, but it was the hundred people that mattered that was targeted and who saw it. You get what I'm saying? So it's all a numbers game at that point. So yeah, have a little yeah. fun with the math, reverse engineer, and you'll find that it's really it's doable. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people get caught up on the numbers. How many people are looking at my story? How many people are looking at my social media? How many friends do I have on social media? And it, that's not it's it's about quality over quantity. You can have a hundred people on your list, friends list, right? And literally out of those hundred, four people be, you know, totally loyal to you because they believe in your product. They believe in you as a person and a business owner. And those four people can get you a lot of business. So it's about really just dealing with, you know, the who and being authentic, being transparent, because I'm all about transparency. You can see through people's bullshit all the time. You know, I'm not a huge marketer. I don't I don't really deal a lot with people who just want to sell, sell, sell. Actually create a solution for a problem. What is that client's issue or what's going on and create a solution? And that gets me more enthralled than, you know, today only buy, purchase, da, 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 you know. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. We thank you for your support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think that um, Gary Vee is one of the most impactful content creators of, of our time because he sells nothing. He sells nothing. He gives everything. Um, I've actually met Gary Vee in person before as well. And that experience was incredible um, simply because he just was so present with me and really gave me, he didn't hold anything back. I didn't have to pay for it, but he gave me the tools and he's doing very well in his business and his speaking has kind of opened up a huge platform for him in, in other ways. So it's it's crazy exciting just to see and know that like when you just focus in on being of service to other people, how much that comes back to your business to really serve and um, propel yours even further. Yeah, and I think also like, you know, just piggybacking on what Nubia said, it reminds me of, uh, it's a book, I believe. I think you can find a PDF, but it's like a thousand raving fans or something like that. So it's the idea that if your message is very clear, people, it's easy for people to say, hey, that's me. You know what I mean? That speaks to me directly. So you don't need a lot of people to make any kind of movement on your business. But if you our message is clear and you're impactful and you bring the value, that's all you need, even if you're just doing it once a month. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I mean, as long as you're helping people, <laughs> I think that's that's the main thing, right? Being of service to other people. The uh, the fourth question of the vision questions to to go over 
um, there are a total of six that I have. So the fourth question is, what is different about you? That alone, I believe it, it really, because again, there's so much information out that's out there. So many people who might be talking about travel or talking about dogs or talking about chihuahuas. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what you guys. Uh... It's all good. Okay, so the thing about Chronicles Abroad, which we can just put out to our audience, is we are not in a studio, right? This is like real life shit. We're in our apartments or we're in a cafe. So we're going to get background noise every now and again. We do our best to edit it, but... Sometimes it just comes through. Sometimes it just is what it is. So That's all good. at the end of the day, somebody's mowing their lawn. Shit, they need to cut their grass. You know, we can't. <laughs> it. So, so Parsha, the what, you know. Yeah. What is different about you? What's unique about you that is going to allow what you have to say, what you have to offer to be different from someone else who's teaching on the similar topics or who is building something on or something. I want everybody to know that you are all unique. Even if you also, um, let's say you, you blog about travel or you do things, it's not the perspective of Chronicles Abroad. It's not their experience. Their experience is totally different from what yours would be, right? It's about really going deeper into that why, going into your story and what is bringing you close to this topic or to this this passion that you have. As you start to uncover that, you'll see, well, you know, I'm, I'm different because, you know, I used to be, I used to work for the government and then I switched over into traveling abroad and having my own business. Like that's something different. And what usually happens is that story that you have, the deeper and more vulnerable you go with that story, the more you'll find people connect to that. That's the whole point. The fact that you guys are African-American women, that connects with me. The fact that you guys um, have lived in a number of countries, right? I haven't, but I'm interested in that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something of value and simply the fact that you guys are the same, you know, similar age as I am, things like that. Whatever it is about your story, that that's what makes you unique. And you can ride that all day long because that's your life. That's your experience. That's what you've learned along this journey that will really allow people to... Uh... <laughs> he's outside the window. He's like, he's like, he's right, like right, right at the ledge. <laughs> I'm going, hey, Pasha, you want to help me trim this grass? <laughs> I want some coffee. <laughs> it is okay. But no, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I think that a lot of times that's what keeps people from being able to launch or it keeps them from believing in themselves because they're like, what is it about me? Who am I that somebody would want to hear my story? But you won't know until you share your story. So many people are what I call information hoarders. Okay. They gather all this information and they just keep it to themselves. That's not helpful or impactful to anyone, you know? And when I say transparency, I say transparency because you need to be transparent in your business and your personal life, because that's what brings trust. When you are holding stuff back, it looks like you're being sneaky. It looks like you're being, you know, just not not uh, real. You know what I mean? So with that said, when you start really picking apart, like you said, you know, um, we're African-American women, you know, we're world travelers, we're both mothers, single mothers, we're both, you know, of a certain age bracket, every single, you start checking off boxes and you're like, wow, I am different than some of the people you see out there because they are maybe 
30, here I am 42. You know, we're both African American women. It's almost like doing the diagram, you know, what's same, different, and, and, you know, the differences in the same. Put yourself in the same kind of situation and you will notice that you are unique. Even if it's two or three checkboxes, that's what makes you who you are. You don't have to be Gary V. You know what I'm saying? To be successful. And, and Gary V thing. will tell you, you don't have to either. He wants you to be you. Yeah. Um, he pushes that. and But that also comes with, you know, like what we're saying, self-awareness and being aware of who you are. And, uh, and, and eventually you will find what is different about you. Through those differences that you see in yourself, that's where you find your common ground with your audience. Right. So dive into your differences, dive into what's unique about you. And who knows, you might be able to see some common ground that you have with your current audience or the type of audience that you want to build. Right. If you're somebody who's really motivated and, you know, really, really loves collecting a ton of information. You know what I mean? There's a group for people who like to do that. So you find your group, you find what's different about you. And I think that'll make like a huge difference for sure. in how you show up. Let's talk like- about your show up. Right. Because you were a math teacher. So how did you decide for yourself that going through these questions, that this is where you want it to be and you were going to go down this route, even though you did it kind of part time while you was working full time? What was that going on with you? You know, the thought process, the looking around to see who's doing what and all of that, because I think people look at our real life experiences and our real life stories to resonate with that. So can you share a little bit about how these questions or what was going on with you to get to that point to become a business owner? Yeah. So I literally knew nothing about business <laughs> when, uh, when I, while I was teaching, I just knew that, you know, what was going on in my mind was just wanting to do something on the side that I could make money from. And I was already doing it for free for other people, like designing logos. I was doing websites. I was doing a little bit of video here and there. I just I just love creating things on the computer because part of my story is that when I was in middle school, I remember in church because I grew up in church. They wanted us to hand out these flyers to the community for people to come out to like vacation Bible school or whatever. You know, they gave me the flyer and I was looking at it like this looks so ugly. I just I just remember just feeling so disgusted and so embarrassed that I would have to go and like show people that this was any way associated with me because I thought it was just so ugly. So (laughs) that's what really got me going on the computer. And so what I started to see was a different side of myself just to develop and grow even at that age. I just played around on the computer. Um, I did you know, similar services for like church groups, community groups, but I did it for free. I didn't know any better. I thought I was just having fun. And so once I started teaching school, somebody had asked me, oh, Parshall, I saw that you did um, such and such for somebody else or for that community or for that group. You know, I got a business. How much would you charge to charge me to do it, you know, for my company? And I thought, what do you mean charge? Like you would give me money to do like it never had occurred to me. All I knew was you go to school, go get a job, you know, you go get a family, you do that, right? Nothing had ever occurred to me about even charging people to do what I was doing. So it was um, it, w- it was an interesting experience for me kind of coming into that. And so from there, I said, well, heck, you know, I need more money as a teacher. I'm not making, you know, I didn't get no signing bonus, you know what I'm saying, when I became a, a high school teacher. So, Wait, you know, you didn't get this that? is what I decided. To- no, I, did you get a signing bonus? <laughs> I don't I know. I'm so sure. I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that there was something that I really enjoyed about this and that, you know, if at worst, I'll make a little extra money on the side. Um, but what actually ended up happening, I just got obsessed with learning, obsessed with like this vision of possibly working for myself. And I'd never had that before. So 
I definitely dived into some of these questions like, why am I going to do this? And initially it was just to follow something I was interested in. And it still is interesting to me today. So I guess I I made a a good choice in that. But just who I'm working with and how I'm clarifying that gift and that skill that I have, that's part of the journey too. So yeah, I'm glad that you answered that because you hit something on the head. And what you said was that I was already doing it for free. A lot of time, that is our story. We're already doing the business. You know, whether you're helping friends and family, whether you're doing something. And that's the thing. Most times people say, well, how do I start a business or what will I do? You know, how can I live abroad and da, 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 da. And I'm just like, what are you already doing? Just think about the things you're already doing. Because it, it could be in that whatever right then and there. Or it could be something totally different. I'm just saying, you know, most times we're already doing it. Yeah, most people discount what they already know how to do and what they spent their whole life trying to figure out for themselves. That's really it. What have you what have you obsessed about for yourself to get yourself to where you are now? For me, it's been business, working for myself, and it has also been sort of this like seeking I call it, like seeking who I really am and becoming that. So those are like the activities that made those, you know, that, that's what is kind of propelling me forward and it's always going to be somehow connected to that. Well, here's something Pablo Picasso says that every child is born an artist. So the problem is how do we remain as an artist? I think everyone is a creative person. You can be creative in science, you can be creative in law. Everyone is born creative. It's just, you know, reconnecting with that. And often when people have that question, like Nubia said, like, what do I do? It's like, what did you really enjoy? What did you lose time in that really just absorbed your attention? Start there and then it could take you straight there or it could take you to something else and be open to that process. Often we want to get bogged down by like, I want to find it and let that be it. It might and it might not be. So who knows? Just enjoy the process and be curious. Our mission is to see you win. We make sure you have every single resource you need to cut through the clutter and make things happen. Absolutely. And and the, uh, the next question that I ask is, how do you serve others? Like, what change are you bringing about in somebody else's life? And what is that change for real? Even if I remember there's a guy that I know here in San Diego, um, his name is David Brownlee. He's a big customer service uh, representative. You know, he, he trains companies like uh, Harley Davidson and McDonald's and things like that on their customer service. And so he was telling me about how even if you work at Starbucks, what he had to do for those employees of Starbucks was to educate them on what business they're really in, like what they're really doing, how they're really changing people's lives. They're not just giving people their coffee and, you know, making their coffee and all that kind of stuff. He said what they're actually doing is giving, helping to give someone a positive start to their day. Like Which is change. hella important. Yeah. So if you're mean and they're already mean, like, you know, you're not helping them. But if you serve that coffee with love and appreciation, you can have the satisfaction of knowing that, man, I just changed somebody's life today, you know, just by being positive. What is the change for you that you're bringing about? Right. And it may not even be something that you recognize. Right. Somebody at Starbucks might think that, again, they just serve coffee. But in fact, if they change their perspective, how much better would they get at that knowing that their real purpose behind what they're doing, the change they're bringing about? It's for the benefit of someone else and for their life and for the rest of their day, you know? Mm-hmm. And even with the whole, I, I got to say this about their marketing, about asking the name and putting the name on the coffee cup. I don't know how many times I've seen that on social media where like you tell them a name and they, they write something on the cup 
to start your day. And it's just like, and you take a picture with it. It's, it makes sense, right? So Parshel, this is where we would ask our audience to start grinding, okay? You hit us with six questions, which are what we call call to action that we want our audience to resonate with and sit down, write those questions out, which we'll have in our show notes and actually answer those questions. So can you just give us the six questions, just call them out and we are going to end this particular piece with the start grinding and we'll be back with part two of how to utilize video to maximize your business. So give us those six questions. Awesome. So those six discovery of your vision questions are one, where do you see yourself in the future? One year, five years. Number two, why are you in business? And then, you know, take the liberty, take the freedom, make the decision to go deep on that. Whatever answer you give, ask why and keep doing that five times. Uh, Number three, who needs to know, like, and trust you? Who are those people? Identify how many of those those are, and you can really lay out a, a clear plan for yourself. Number four, what is different about you? Best place to start with that is digging into your story. Next one, number five, how do you serve others or bring about change in other people's lives? What is the outcome? What is the transformation that they get? It's not about the fact that you're helping them understand step one, two, three, and four. After they've completed steps one through four, what do they get? That's the business that you're in, right? So understanding what change you want to bring about in other people's lives. And then the last one is what is your key message? And the best way to identify this is to imagine that you were in in the middle of a stadium, right? The stadium is full, literally, of every single one of your ideal clients, people who would change your life if a handful of them said yes. What is the key message that you deliver from that platform? And you have 30 seconds to do it, right? Being condensed, being simple. What would you say to get them to take action and change their life and your life at the same time? Those are my questions. Those are six questions to really dive into defining your vision for video because, again, it doesn't have to be like everybody else and what everybody else is doing because that's, that's not your life. That's not your journey. That's not, you know, yours is very unique and specific to you. So I think if you can dive into that, you have a much clearer path and a greater chance of success with video. Sounds good to me. You do the upfront work, the rest gets a little easier. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the Global Grind episode one. This is going to be a four-part episode series. We are leaving you guys off with this call of action. Get those six questions together, answer them, and really start putting your plan in place because we're going to go right into episode two or lesson two, which can you give us a brief outline of what we're going to talk about a little bit in lesson two? Absolutely. So like I said, it's not about the why of video. We all know that video is important, that it can change our lives and change other people's lives because this happened to us, right? But where we get hung up, if you want to be on the on the in front of the camera and doing more of that work, it's important to not get hung up on the what and the how. So there's a lot of barriers that come up when it comes to getting on video. So we're going to discuss those hurdles, right? Take them out the closet and push past them. So that's lesson two. Let's do it. Let's Let's push past them hurdles. Parshel, thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to episode two. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into the Global Grind series. As you know, this series is really short. It's four episodes. Catch us here on Tuesdays as we give you practical advice so you can begin your international career. And don't miss our regular Chronicles Abroad episodes every Wednesday to listen to real people living that international life. And be sure to catch Monday Message to get inspired. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at Chronicle Abroad and Instagram at Chronicles underscore abroad. Be sure to email us at info at chroniclesabroad.com. In the meantime, stop daydreaming and start grinding.
music by Almighty K-Rock.